This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Thursday, September 23rd. Coming up, Kansas City has a new school designed to help immigrants and refugees adjust to their new lives. The goal is really to give the kids a soft landing whenever they arrive to the United States, teach them what school and life is like here in Kansas City. We'll learn more about the Global Academy of the International Welcome Center. And Dolly Parton herself is bringing more books to the children of Kansas. But first, a new terminate a new a new terminal for I'm going to redo that. I almost said Terminator. A new terminal for the Kansas City International Airport has been in the works for years. Now the city is trying to figure out where you'll eat and what you'll do while you're waiting for your flight. Yesterday, the Kansas City Council turned down one controversial restaurant after an LGBTQ group expressed opposition. Emily Wolf is a reporter with the nonprofit news outlet The Beacon, and she's been covering the issue. Hi, Emily. Hi, Nomin. So what options is the airport looking at in terms of a food contractor? The current contractor that's been chosen by the airport is Vantage Airport Group of Vancouver, Canada. This contractor had proposed a plan to have a mix of local restaurants and national restaurants. Now, it's caused a little bit of controversy because one of their recommendations was Chick-fil-A. LGBTQ advocates have spoken out against this strongly, and they say an inclusion of Chick-fil-A would actually go against the airport's inclusive ideals. And when you say LGBTQ advocates, who does that include locally? Here in Kansas City, we have the LGBTQ Commission. Um, That includes people like Justin Short, uh, Justice Horn, who's the vice chair of the committee, of the commission rather. Basically, these are individuals that are involved with LGBTQ organizing uh, throughout the city and have issues with the inclusion of Chick-fil-A. And can you go into Chick-fil-A's background when it comes to LGBTQ rights? Sure. It's a bit of a complicated background. At issue right now is the multiple donations made by the company's CEO, Dan Cathy. He, you might recognize his name, made headlines in 2012 when he said same-sex marriage would bring, quote, God's, God's judgment upon our nation, end quote. He has also continued to donate to the National Christian Charitable Foundation, which has funded opposition to the Equality Act. That's a bill in Congress to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity in many aspects of U.S. life. So what's next for the terminal at KCI? When are they expected to decide on this food contractor? It's still up in the air. At committee, they went ahead and held this contract, which means that they did not make a vote on it yesterday. Instead, they'll take it back to committee next week and discuss it again. There are expectations that they will have more information at that time and will make a vote as to whether to send it to full council. Have they decided on what restaurant would replace Chick-fil-A? Nope. A replacement has not been decided yet. There has been a big push from local advocates, specifically the LGBTQ Commission, to get another local restaurant in there. If that restaurant is Black-owned or queer-owned, more the better. However, the Vantage Airport Group just recently made the decision not to have Chick-fil-A in there, so they have not put forward any replacement options as of yet. Are there any other local restaurants or vendors that are expected to uh, be in the new terminal? 
Vantage is currently proposing putting about 80% of the concessions in the terminal as local restaurants. These would include uh, stuff like Barbecue Masters, Bo Ling's, Martin City Brewery, a Made in, Case, uh, Made in Kansas City Marketplace, Crazy Coffee, uh, some different city market vendors, and healthy food restaurants. However, don't get your hopes up yet if you just heard me list off your favorite restaurant in Kansas City. These are not set in stone at this point. The city still has to vote and give final approval to the contract. And before that happens, restaurant vendors can be changed. When is the terminal expected to open? The terminal is expected to open in 2023. So we've got a little ways yet, but it's creeping up closer. Emily Wolf is a reporter with The Beacon. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Domin. And now some headlines. This morning, the Kansas City Council will vote on whether to extend the city's mask mandate until October 7th. A committee unanimously voted in favor to extend it yesterday, but the extension won't take effect unless the full council approves it. Frank Thompson is the city health department's interim director. He said COVID-19 case numbers have improved since the order was reinstated in August. When we look at hospitalizations, we have seen some tapering off since the mask order was put in place, but we are still not out of the woods yet. Thompson said case numbers are rising significantly in children. Jackson County's mask mandate also ends October 7th. Children across Kansas will have the chance to get dozens of free books from none other than Dolly Parton. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service has more. The effort aims to make free books available to children up to age five with help from a program sponsored by Dolly Parton. Hello, Kansas. I am excited to help announce that Kansas will soon have a statewide imagination library program. State agencies will use $350,000 in federal aid to expand the Imagination Library. Currently, only 77 of the state's 105 counties are in the book giveaway program. The new money will expand that to every zip code in the state. Imagination Library partners with nonprofit groups to mail a free book once a month to children enrolled in the program. We'll be right back. Don't forget to subscribe to The Early Bird, the daily news email from KCUR. Get news from Kansas City to Washington, D.C. delivered to your inbox every weekday at 6 a.m. Be in the know before you even get out of bed. The Early Bird. Subscribe at kcur.org newsletters. I'm Pat McDonald, proud chair of the KCUR Advisory Board. The, the well-researched, fact-based news is vital cultural programming, levity, laughter, music. That is the community soul. You can't find that everywhere, but I know I can find it at KCUR. I know where I can go to get what I need and to make me happy and laugh and to fill my soul. You're listening now, so I know you value KCUR in the same ways that I do, and you may have other ways that are important to you. So please join me in supporting KCUR, and please do it right now. Here's the number to call. Call 816-235-5287 with your pledge. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. 
Two resettlement agencies in Kansas City are expecting an influx of refugees this fall, including as many as 1,200 from Afghanistan. A new Kansas City public school plans to help them with basic English and other tools to ease their transition. KCUR's Laura Ziegler reports. Brandon Theory's teaching a crash course in letters and colors and basic math to about a dozen second and third graders. The children have recently arrived in Kansas City, some after spending many years in African refugee camps or recently crossing the border into the U.S. from Mexico or Central America. So, tenemos la R y la D, que letra necesitamos para completar la palabra. The Global Academy at the Kansas City Public Schools International Welcome Center opened earlier this month. It's housed in the 1920s Woodland Early Learning Center on Kansas City's east side, and it has that warm feel of an old school. Light spills in through massive windows onto dark wood molding. The walls are painted earthy burnt orange and gray. Superintendent Mark Bedell says the new Welcome Center is designed to help young students who either haven't been in school at all or whose schooling has been interrupted. We recognize that those other variables and those other factors often become impediments to our kids being able to achieve their full academic goals. The instructors here are all certified in teaching English as a second language, as well as in their specialties in early education, reading, or math. Most are bilingual, but there are also wraparound services like social workers and counselors and interpreters. The school partners with Della Lamb and the Jewish Vocational Services. Those are community agencies that provide resettlement and social services. Ngoma Fataki is an interpreter at the Welcome Center, and he says this holistic approach will make it easier for the kids and their families to come to a new school in a new country. Fataki came to Kansas City as a high school student after 17 years in four different African refugee camps. He says it was beyond his greatest hope that he'd one day walk the halls of an American high school, but without a word of English and in a foreign culture, that experience was much harder than he expected. Um, I would be somewhere in a group of people where I wouldn't feel, you know, I would just not feel comfortable speaking just because, you know, I was scared or worried they would laugh at me. Bedell and Fataki joined teachers and staff, school board members and community partners recently at the entrance to the Welcome Center. Behind them was a long banner with the words enroll here in English and Spanish, Swahili and French. These are just a few of the dozen or so languages the school anticipates it will eventually accommodate. Allison Heil, the Director of Language Services and Cultural Equity at KCPS, held back tears as she talked about the long journey to this moment and what this official opening means. It's an invitation, it's a promise, and it is a 60,000 square foot welcome mat to refugee and immigrant families coming into our city and schools, and we're going to work alongside them as they write their American story. And then she invited school officials and community members to cut the ceremonial ribbon. Holding on to one end of that ribbon was Principal Ryan Rumpf. He describes his new position as his dream job. He already speaks three languages, and he's now studying Swahili. He's dressed in preppy khakis with a smart blue blazer, and he sports a brightly colored tie featuring children from around the world. It's kind of a nod to his global perspective and his hopes for this pioneering program of the Kansas City Public Schools. Uh, the goal is really to give the kids a soft landing whenever they arrive to the United States, teach them what school and life is like here in Kansas City, and then 
hopefully get them integrated back into their neighborhood school. The Global Academy currently has four teachers, with a fifth on standby for the expected influx of families the city thinks it will get between October and December. The Biden administration announced this week that it will raise the ceiling on the number of refugees the U.S. will welcome to 125,000. In addition, Kansas City has agreed to accept as many as 1,200 from Afghanistan, who are not officially categorized as refugees. The administration at the Global Academy fully expects to have some of these new children in months and years ahead. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Laura Ziegler. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomina Giadine. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez. You can listen to more of our work and read Emily's story on Chick-fil-A and Laura's story on refugee resettlement at kcur.org. You can also hear our work on the radio at 89.3 FM. Tomorrow, we'll get a preview of the Plaza Art Fair. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.